0: You're listening to the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans.
1: You
2: just got to go out and and express yourself. You just got to get the job done. I'm here to to get the job done. I got
3: y'all. To Mane, 25 yards out. Lovely ball for Pella. On side. What
4: there? Blue shot! Oh my word! We ran around the bit, but Bambi on ice. It would be very, very embarrassing to watch.
0: And now, and now your, host, your, host, your host Matt Markstone. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Southampton Delivery Podcast, a podcast dedicated to the Southampton Football Club and all of the SFC fans. My name is Matt Markson. I'm the host of the show. And no matter where you are, no matter how you may be listening, thank you for making the show part of your day. I hope that you enjoy it. Last week, we talked with John and Ben from the Total Saints podcast and the Saints FC podcast. And we kind of did what we called the Southampton Superpod. And it was great. It was fantastic to be able to talk with those guys. Uh, You know, we all struggle with the same thing in terms of we have content that comes out quite frequently. Um, You have to come up with new ways to kind of tell the same story. You have to pick out the things that are different. You have to schedule guests. You have to do this and that. Uh, You have to edit, you have to produce, you have to do all this stuff. Um, So not only was it nice to be able just to talk about the season with them, but it was also really nice to be able to kind of uh, have that shared understanding of some of the things that uh, we have to do, and uh, it it was a really really good time for me. I hope that you enjoyed it. Uh, I know it was a little bit longer than we anticipated, and uh, you know we apologize for that. But um, in fairness, we were having a really good time. So yeah, um, this week though, um, we we did something that I, that I wanted to make sure that I did. And last last season, at the end of the year, um, I scheduled a bunch of different guests from all around the world, and I really made an effort to. Uh, go and track down those people and make sure that uh, we got kind of a good cross section of the fan base and and all of that. And I would have loved to have done that again, but I, I've come to learn that those episodes take a lot longer to do um, and, and a lot more energy And certain weekends. I just don't have that time. And this is one of those weekends. Uh, my kids uh, both had soccer tournaments this weekend. There are football tournaments. Um, and so we were, we were gone all day, Saturday and Sunday. So it made kind of doing any time type of recording or editing during the day, uh, really, really difficult, which meant that if I would have scheduled that sort of episode, I probably would have had to take today off or, you know, stay up and, and miss a bunch of sleep to get it done. And, and most of the time I'd be willing to do that, but because I stayed up kind of late trying to do last week's episode, um, I just felt that it was better to spend time with my family, uh, and concentrate on them than to spend hours and hours and hours of scheduling and, and editing and things like that. So uh, I hope you understand that. I hope it doesn't uh, detract too much. And um, I guess if somebody writes in and says, hey, I didn't notice a difference, that just means I'm 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 doing something wrong and, and we'll fix it. But I hope nonetheless that you enjoy this week's episode. And uh, just to kind of let you know what happened is I opened up uh, SpeakPipe, which is a, a way for people to call in and leave uh voicemail messages for me that I can use on the show. Uh so at the end of the Man City game I, I said, "Hey, if you have thoughts or whatever on the team, on the season, uh, on the manager, on a specific player, uh call in and leave uh, a message." And so uh I will play some of those for you here. And um SpeakPipe hopefully is relatively easy. Uh hopefully it's relatively painless for you to to go ahead and do. Um and if it's not, um uh, let me know what you're having trouble with and I'll try to walk you through it. Um, Um, it's, it's a good way for me to be able to get, uh, to talk to people, maybe that I can't find time to schedule with, or maybe that don't want to come on for a super long interview. They just have one or two things they want to say. Uh, so we will play some of those for you, um, today, uh, from various guests and I won't come on in the middle, uh, but I will go over all of their names and stuff, um, afterwards. And all the names of the people, if they left them for me, uh, will be in the show notes along with a link to a Twitter profile or an Instagram profile or uh, whatever is there, so uh, that's what we're going to do first. Uh, then, second, secondly, I, I just opened up the Skype lines uh, for an hour or two, and I just sat here and kind of was doing other work. And when people called, I talked to them. Um, then I shut it off, and then I would talk to them again when they called back. And we had a couple callers, not a lot, not a ton. Um, so, so you'll, we'll play those. And and once again, those are those are pretty raw. There's not a whole lot that I've cut out. Um, there, there is some unsavory language. So if you're listening with small children, uh, this is maybe not the time for you to to do that. Maybe put on some headphones, uh, wait till they go to bed, something like that. Um, but that's basically what it is. And, and, and my whole thing here was just get how you felt about the team. Just call in, talk to me about that. Um, I, w- I want to know what, how, how people were feeling because I feel like a lot more recently I've been kind of, I guess, just telling people how I felt and that's not, that's not what I want. I want to learn from everybody. I want to know how people are feeling. I want to make sure that I'm not uh, just just in, just in an echo chamber as I'm talking about the team. And and I think there are have been some instances recently where I have uh, had an opinion that was uh, drastically different from those around me. And not necessarily that that's bad. I think that's good and encourages discussion and all that. But um, you know sometimes you gotta you gotta sound it out and make sure that we're we're doing the right thing. So um, on this week's show, first of all, we will play all of the clips. Um, then I'll come back on and just tell you kind of who that was. Um, and then we will jump on to, uh, some of the calls that came in. And like I said, the ones that can the ones that are on here uh, are on here pretty much in their entirety. Um, and, uh, I did cut out a lot of silence and so hopefully I didn't cut out too much. We don't, there's a little bit of room, uh, in between when one person stops and the other person starts. If it's too, it's not enough, uh, we'll fix it for next week. We're still working on it. Still tweaking things. So I apologize for that. But, um, that is basically it for me. So let's jump into the calls. And once again, if you're interested in calling in, uh, it doesn't have to be necessarily for a show where I've asked for it. Um, if you this is easier than than typing out a, an email or whatever, uh, you just want to leave some encouragement to something like that, uh, feel free to do to do that. The link is in the show notes as always. So uh, once again, thank you for listening. And special thanks to our partner, uh, formerly The Saints Report. Now uh, back to the original name, of the Southampton page. So it's on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, the work over there is fantastic. The Instagram page is is wonderful. And also a special thanks to uh, the way our Southampton page on Instagram, who does our logo. Uh, Matt, who's been a good friend of the show from, from day one, um, did the logo and all that stuff. And, and his page is, is fantastic. Uh, he said he'd be slowing down just a little bit during the summer, uh, but what he, w- he will put out will be great nonetheless. So uh, anyway, that's enough here. Let's jump into the... Uh, phone calls now, and I'll talk to you in just a little bit.
4: Hi, this is Tim from London, former guest on the show and former caller. I want to talk about two things, today's match and then the season as a whole. Uh, as for today, I'm massively relieved and happy like all Saints fans, although I have to admit I did put uh, £10 on Saints to be relegated at 100 to 1, just in case the unthinkable happened. And I had some uh, consolation money to cry into, but thank God it didn't. Um, so massive congratulations to, to the team and to and to Mark Hughes. Really pleased with the professional performance today. I'm uh, really committed. I think it would have been easy to phone it in after Tuesday, but we were great. And the last minute goal doesn't really matter because we lose a place in a million pounds in prize money. But Tuesday's win was worth 120 million. That's um, brilliant. As for whole, obviously, this season was uh, disappointing. And uh, I'm really glad we have the chance to rebuild again. And controversially, I'm going to say we don't keep uh, Mark Hughes for next season. I know he's done a great job. Um, and will be held in very high uh, affection for the Saints fans for what he's done for us. But I think that uh, if it doesn't uh, go well at the beginning of next season and starts to go south, it could quite quickly turn sour and the fans could turn on him by Christmas. So I think we start again with a new manager. I don't think we should rule out our foreign coaches just because the last two haven't worked. Obviously, Pochettino and Kuhnman were great success. So we look at who is the best person out there. And... Uh, Although we weren't an attractive proposition uh, when Hughes came in, now that we've secured our Premier League safety, we are an attractive proposition once again with the money we've got and the squad that we've got so we can uh, take stock, rebuild, and get back to the Southampton way.
5: Hey, Matt, this is Dave Lee from California. Man, I think all Southampton supporters exhaled quite a bit today at the end of that result, just knowing that Swansea fell to stoke, knowing that we were safe. Regardless of how that match ended, it's awesome to know that we are still in the Premier League. You and I spoke a couple months back in Palm Springs during a conference, and I was confident that we were going to stay up. But as the time went through, I was doubting myself, thinking that the players, the coaches could not get it done. And to sit back and think about what a season we had with incredible pressure to stay up. Such resolve from the club, such resolve from the players and the coaches, and just Props to every Southampton supporter out there that continue to believe in this club. At the end of that match, you could hear St. Mary's was buzzing. So cheers to you guys for an amazing season, delivering podcast week in and week out. And regardless of whether we were at our highest of highs or the lowest of lows, you guys kept us going, keeping us passionate on this podcast. So until next year, I appreciate what you guys are doing. Um... All right, guys, that's it. I'm I'm a little bit speechless at this point, but as we always do, as a Southampton supporter, we march on.
2: Well, the season is finally over. We managed to stay in the league uh, thanks to Stoke for helping us out, despite the fact that their fans didn't want us to help. Um, but yeah, hopefully Mark Hughes gets a new deal in the summer, and we can rebuild in the summer, get some new signings in, and hopefully never. Be in that position again. I don't think I could handle another season of that stress. But yeah, looking forward to the summer now. Um, like I said, do a nice clear out. Get Mark Q signed up. Get new players in. And yeah, roll on next season. Hey Matt, it's Stephen. I'm sure you know this voice. I wanted to call in and do this many times but here's the thing. I'm glad you guys stayed up. Because you got... Southampton is not a mess of a program or a mess of a club. They know what they're doing. They're, they're kind of the role model that you would say for a team that should stay up. Of course, they want, you've gone through, what, three managers in the past couple of years, and you have Mark Hughes. You know, I think you guys need to find an identity and keep it with it. You don't want to fall into be Swansea. Because once you become Swansea, you, you fall down the leagues, and you, you, we see what that has happened. The EPL needs Southampton, not only because you, this pot is wonderful and everything, in that you need, a, you need something that actually promotes from within and to show it the right way. And plus, my Liverpool, my Liverpool team needs to pluck more good off the table. Hey, why don't we take Mark Stone? It's a good idea.
1: I just want to give a shout out to Jan Bednarek. He has done really incredible over the past few weeks since he's come in, and he's really caught me off guard a little bit. I wasn't expecting that much from him. I was a little scared when he came in. But he showed that he's good enough to play in the Premier League. And it kind of begs the question, why didn't Pellegrino play him? But Mark Hughes definitely saw something in him and he's really justified his position, and he has turned my head recently, and I think it was a big reason why we stayed up ultimately in the end.
6: Hi, Matt. Um, I just thought at the end of the season, it's fairly natural for a Saints fan to um, look ahead to transfers, because we all know they're gonna happen. Um, and I was particularly curious about this window, Not just because we seem to have reached a point where there needs to be a bit of a reset, uh, but also because um, Neil Chen, who has been Gao's representative in um, the Saints negotiations, seemed to mention at the recent Soccer X conference that there might be a change of emphasis. He seemed to suggest that because of the way we struggled this season, we might look to change the way we do our transfer dealings. Um, particularly in terms of um, recruiting season pros, um, those proven at the top level as opposed to the youngsters that we've typically recruited that don't have that um, proven aspect and are considered kind of high potential potential um, sell-on prospects. So I really wanted to know what you thought of this idea in terms of that change of emphasis. Whether you thought it was practical and um, where you thought these players might come from, because as far as I can tell, it seems fairly unlikely that we'd recruit from other mid-table teams um, Mm -hmm. with players of a proven level. um, Because they'll be fairly reticent to sell and also because their players may see no advantage in coming to us, um, particularly after the last 18 months or so. Um and whether that means going abroad or perhaps looking at relegated sides um, in which case you have other questions about their performance levels Um, so I'm slightly confused as to what that might mean and also there would be a required investment level which may be possible given that we have the Van Dyke money but isn't typically what I would expect I'm thinking if you're looking at I don't know, for example, if Shakiri might be a possibility. I know there's a lot of interest in him, so not, not necessarily. But he would command a decent fee, which we perhaps wouldn't have normally paid. Um, so, yes, yeah, so I guess from two perspectives, where they're coming from and how we're paying for them um, would, would be my main questions. But I was just interested to hear what you might have to say. So uh, thank you. Bye.
0: All right. And that does it for the call-ins that we had via SpeakPipe. And once again, the link is always in the show notes. You can leave a message. Uh, and if you don't want it aired on the show, you just say, Hey, this is just to give you a message. Uh, just want to leave you a voicemail, ask you a question, whatever it is. Um, and you can just say, I don't want it on the, on the show. And then I won't play it. I may, I may refer to it, uh, but I don't necessarily have to play it. So, um, once again, thank you to everybody that, that did that. Um, and in order from uh, first to last, it was Tim Marshall, Dave Lee, uh, Jamie Grant, who runs the Southampton page on Instagram, who is uh, the partner of the show. Uh, Stephen Brandt, the host of the yellow card podcast, Christian Candler has been on the show numerous times. And last, uh, lastly on there was Lucy Hynett. And I think most of those people, you will recognize if you uh, have been a, a a fan of the show. If you've been a listener to the show, um, everybody has been on there except for Steven, um, because Steven is a Liverpool fan. If you couldn't tell, uh, but I have been on his podcast before. Uh, Steven is a very good, uh, football writer, somebody I enjoy working with and talking to. Um, so yeah, so, so once again, all their links are, are in the, in the show notes, if you want to to do that. Um, and Lucy did ask a, a couple of questions, Um, In terms of of transfers, and I think that is a really real possibility, a really real issue that we're going to have to address. Uh, In the wonderful interview that Adam Leach did with Ralph Kruger, um, he kind of asked him about this. And and Ralph's responses were kind of that the club had gotten away from, quote unquote, the Southampton way in in an attempt to hang on to to Virgil van Dijk. Um, And that may actually deter some of those uh, players who need to put themselves in the shop window uh, for maybe a big money move uh it might deter them from actually coming to Southampton if if they don't if they if they think that they may not be allowed to leave uh when they feel like they 've done their their two years or whatever it is um here showing that they can play and then going on to to a bigger club so uh that is one issue that I think we will have to address over the summer um and and secondly, also from an Adam Leach uh, piece on the Daily Echo, uh, there was some talk of, of Gao's uh, kind of consortium kind of buying a new uh, club somewhere else in Europe. And and that would be, according to Kruger, a, a place that uh, we would send a lot of players on loan and develop players there and develop them in the kind of Southampton mold and then be able to bring them into the first team at Saints. Uh, at least that's how it sounded. So um You know, obviously, that's not going to happen this year. That 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 relationship is not going to be there this year. But uh, that I think that's a really uh, a very real possibility in terms of of long term planning and strategy. And you just kind of wonder is is that going to to work out? Um, Do those plans you know fall away again this year if we find ourselves in trouble uh, over the coming season? But. Um, for this summer, I think we're going to have to look at um, going back to to the black box and going back to to uh, finding some of those players that that fulfill roles and, and can do uh, jobs that maybe other teams aren't 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 finding. And I think it's more difficult now. I think more teams are um, scouting in that manner. I think more teams are doing that sort of thing. So I think it's going to be uh, slightly more difficult. And we can't really afford to to miss on players given that uh they cost so much money these days. Um it seems like every summer now we we're breaking our transfer record and uh sometimes you don't always get the the value that you would hope uh when you look at what some of those uh you know what's what some of the money uh a few years ago would have gotten you. You don't really get that necessarily for your money now. So it's gonna take some some time. It's gonna take, I think, us looking um Probably somewhere else in Europe, I would say. I don't. I don't see us bringing in uh, players from other Premier League clubs. It doesn't really seem uh, like that's something that we would do. Maybe possibly relegated sides. You've seen uh, Alfie Mawson's name thrown around in terms of defense and things like that. But uh, only only time will tell. And and I am as interested as anybody uh, to see that. Although uh, I think it's been well documented on here that I really hate the transfer window because everybody just just drums up every rumor possible, and you know your notifications on your phone never stop going off and almost inevitably you don't sign any of them so uh it's pretty fantastic so anyway uh let's jump on to the calls and, and I just want to tell you one more time um there is some adult language in this section of the show so if you are listening with children uh, perhaps put headphones on or shut it off completely and just wait um and uh yeah and once again these calls are in here pretty much um as they came in so uh I hope you enjoy it and uh we'll talk to you at the end thanks Uh, hello, who who's on the other end of the line?
3: Uh, this is Dave Camp.
0: And where are you calling from?
3: Uh, I'm calling from Arlington, Ohio.
0: That accent doesn't quite sound like it's from
3: Ohio. <laughs> no, I'm originally from Southampton. All right, born uh, in a little village, uh, pretty close.
0: Okay, well, thanks for uh, thanks for calling into the show and and being willing to talk and. Um, uh, I guess you know. Did you watch the the Manchester City match? And if you did, how'd you feel about that?
3: Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, I try never to miss a match, uh, particularly as I'm living over here. Um, I thought it, in general it was a very good game. I thought Southampton uh, contained Man City pretty much for most of the game. Although you know, towards the end, uh, um, they put that substitute on, and unfortunately, uh, we lost. But uh, the overall play, um, I thought was great from Saints today. Uh, I think they're really uh, getting things together and uh they kept up the momentum from the last game very nicely
2: Uh,
0: were you at all worried about that coming off of the the Swansea game I know the Swansea match was a a, it was a huge win obviously it kind of it is the win that kept us up but um the kind of emotional kind of kind of just decompression or let down after that uh were you worried at all that they would kind of come out flat against against City
3: Uh, you know I wasn't um because I think really um they were encouraged and I think they gained confidence from that game. I think we were suffering from a lack of confidence a lot of times in the season, um, from things not quite going our way. And I think I, I really didn't have that feeling that they were going to come out flat. I, I thought they were going to come out and really um, go for it. And, and I was kind of pleasantly surprised to see if they were actually achieving that, you know, um, there, there's been a tendency where they have, um, lost their way in some games this season. And, uh, it's been a really strange season. I think, uh, One of the players commented on it today. I think it was Tadic that said it's been a really, really strange season this season. Uh, You know, full of ups and downs, obviously, but uh, just very strange in the way things have happened. Yeah, I mean. uh, No, I wasn't wasn't worried.
0: Okay, all right. And looking back over the season, you know, this is uh, a. We've fallen down, obviously, the standings quite a bit. Um, We somehow found ourselves in a relegation struggle. Um, at any point during the season, did you think that the club was going to go down and, and be faced with championship football next season?
3: I, I didn't because I've seen it before. I mean, I've, I've been a supporter for Southampton for about 45 years now and there have been times typically and we used to laugh about it years ago that oh Saints are playing badly in the, in the second half of the season now and they're getting close to that relegation zone and nine times out of ten they've managed to pull something out and and really pull away from from that relegation zone this year was a little different because they did it gradually they were going down gradually and uh Although I looked at everything and I was trying to do the calculations and everything, and I knew a lot of it was going to hover around how well, um, three, three or four teams did. Uh, I was looking at Stoke, uh, Huddersfield and funny enough, Swansea. And I knew if any one of those teams faltered, um, then things would stand a chance because the goal difference was so much better uh-huh. with them. And I, I just really had, a, a very kind of calm view to it. I knew there were certain games where I wanted them to win, and I really did want them to win against Everton, actually. Um, but they were unlucky to lose against Everton. Um, but I really did. Well, actually, I don't think they actually lost against Everton, but I, I really wanted them to win against Everton, I guess, is the, is the better way to put that one. Mm-hmm. Because I thought that that would just give them just a little bit more of a leg up. Um, and today, really, I went at it, and I was saying to a lot of people, well, I think it, at least if they could draw or not allow too many goals, they'd be absolutely fine and they almost drew today it was that close i think a lot of people were were kind of gutted that they didn't really uh, just told them to um uh, a zero zero draw but uh, well played man city really i mean it got them the record so that's fine yeah but, I've, uh, i knew I, Saints were going to stay up you know
0: yeah i thought i thought today's performance was was great and like like you said i was hoping for that that nil nil draw and I don't know. Part of me as a, I think it's the American sports fan in me. It's like, you know, set that record, you know, go get it, you know, and all that stuff. I want to see, I want to see records broken. Um, but at the same time you're playing my team, so maybe not, you know, but, uh, it was, uh, I don't know. It it was a little gut wrenching to to see it happen, but I, I forgot that very quickly and said, you know, fair play to them and, uh, just happy that, uh, you know, just happy that we're, we're up and, and, I don't know. I, I think if you would have asked me at the beginning of the season, you know, would you be happy with just staying in the Premier League? I would have said absolutely not. You know, but um, you right. know, circumstances change, and suddenly it it went from I probably would have been disappointed had we not, you know, at least challenged for a European place to now I'm. I'm just happy that we, right. we are in the Premier League, you know?
3: I think a lot of Saints' problems stem from last season. I think particularly, uh, you know, uh, when they had the Virgil van Dijk problem, as I like to call it, where he was, you know, trying to go with Liverpool and everything. You know, I think um, basically that caused a lot of unrest in the club, and I think it all went downhill from there, really.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, I- I will ask, though, did you think getting rid of Pellegrino was the the proper decision or you think maybe it should have happened a little earlier or uh, or how did you feel about that?
3: I I think it would have been helpful if it had happened earlier. But I mean, it's all subject to who they had to replace him with. I don't think they really had an idea who they were going to replace him with if they did it too soon. I think it wasn't really working very well at all. Um, And he had plenty of games to put things straight. I think he somewhat lost his way and I don't think he found uh the players really to um gel together very well right. I think a lot of the strikers were, were lacking in um, delivery he really didn't have you know the players being played that could deliver a decent ball to them
0: uh-huh yeah no I, I agree right. with that 100 percent and it yeah. looked uh too kind of disjointed Too like the team didn't move together whether we weren't we weren't flowing right. into an attack coming out of out of uh, you know clearing the ball or bringing it out of defense it just wasn't wasn't quite working but um, yeah. you know, Hughes obviously has the team playing much much better. He's got his more focus and everything else. Right. But um, do you think uh do you think Hughes stays around?
3: Oh, absolutely. I I'm a, I'm a big fan of Mark Hughes. I think he's uh, he's a great manager and I think he works very well with the Saints players having, you know, had that history with Southampton before. I like to see him play certain players more than others, but I think he's definitely got, uh, you know, the uh the right to hang around now, I think. Definitely. All
0: right. Well, I hope I hope he, you know, it, I'd be happy to see him stay just based on, on what I've seen this year and uh, you know, from him. And I think the players have seemed to buy into it, whether that's a short term, him just kind of making it a reality of of the fact that they were in a relegation zone. And maybe that was some of the motivation. I don't know. Um, But you know, I think he, he he possibly deserves a a chance. Um, But I think the board maybe have to learn from uh, some of the actions we've, we've made in terms of selling the, some of our players and, the coaches they brought in and things like that, they, the board has to kind of realize uh, what we're up against. Cause I think as well as we played the past few years, uh, I think this year we found out there's not very much between the team that finishes eighth and the team that finishes 18th, you know, there's just not, right. it, it's all pretty tight. And so if you slip up, if you take your, you know you just don't show up then uh you know i guess i guess what i'm trying to say is nobody's too good to go down and uh we almost found right, that out the hard right. way
3: i think there's, there's been a big feeling that we've let a lot of our good players go as well without you know making it you know like an offer they can't refuse you know stay at the club because we need you here we want you here, we have plans for you in the future and, you know they've just said okay if you want to go just go mainly to liverpool right we've <laughs> lost we've lost a, we've lost a <laughs> there was a joke um Hugo uh, Schechter, the um, the players' um, PR guy, mm-hmm. He he's funny. Uh, this year he left and went to West Ham. Um, and he was joking around with a few of the other players. Uh, and they, they said to him, oh, you're not leaving to go to Liverpool,
1: are
3: you? Yeah. He, laughed, he didn't say anything. You know, it's just like, you know, everybody seems to want to leave and go to Liverpool. <laughs> I don't know whether Liverpool were just coming down and just saying, hey, you know, come and play for Liverpool. We're going to do this, this and this with you, you know you this much I mean money talks I mean it was even like the um the manager uh um, right he was saying oh no I'll, I won't leave I won't leave you know I'm not interested in the money <laughs> he's trying to kid? every managers interested in making more money right so I think it was well everything that came along and fits him you know we're gonna pay you more money and boom that was it he was off
0: yeah but well pay, like, pay more know, money and we'll actually let you spend some of it on the on the players you get you know and and that was it because right. Les Reed wasn't yeah. having any
6: of it <laughs>
3: And I think when we when we do go out and, and buy more players, and you know, let's face it, we only spent 19 million on one striker this year, and and sold a defender for 75 million. Um, there's a little bit in the kitty available to spend. I would have thought, <laughs> yeah, unless okay. they're uh, you know pushing it somewhere else. And uh, I I I don't know how the new Chinese owner um uses things now. I mean they, they've got an 80 percent stake in the uh, in the football club now, and uh, uh-huh. uh, the other lady's only got you know the 20. percent So Obviously they're, they're controlling the, uh, the first strings, I would have thought. Now uh, they really need to go out and look for players that are valued for money, for one thing, and, um, two that are gonna, you know, score goals, really. I mean, you don't, you don't buy strikers, you know, and say to them, look, you know, it's okay if you don't score for the first five or six games, you know, we'll, we'll wait until you, you know you find your goal scoring form, you know, they've got to pretty much start, you know, from the start, you know. Yeah and, and if they're you know.
0: And if they're not gonna do that, they at least have to hold the ball up or provide assists or do something other than just be on the pitch, right. you know.
3: <laughs> it's making up the numbers, I nothing mean, that's just, you know, you're gonna be our number nine and then I'll look good. <laughs> You look good out on the field there, but you've got to put some goals in the net for us, you know. Please, absolutely. <laughs> Otherwise, we can't afford to keep paying you all this money every week, you know. Yeah. As they get paid good wage, you know, they're not out there just to make up the numbers. They're there to, you know, provide some sort of stability and some sort of goal scoring form. Yeah. That's been uh, lacking from a few people. Yeah, absolutely. You know?
0: So. Well, at least we we have some idea of what we need to do next season, and uh, I, I thank you for for taking the time to call in, and uh, hopefully we'll we'll chat again no soon.
3: Absolutely, thank you. No problem. Bye bye. How are you? Good. How are you this morning?
0: Good. 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 So what's going on?
3: Yeah. So I called about doing the
7: um, pause for the podcast.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. What What are your uh, What are you thinking about?
7: Oh, I just wanted to give a, just a brief overview of what I thought of the season. Really. All
0: right. Well, we're we're rolling. So.
7: All right. So honestly, I think this was a letdown of a season. Um, I was just hoping. I don't know if I wanted European football. I mean, obviously, I wanted European football. Mm-hmm. But it's not a realistic expectation every single year when we're consistently selling players to get. European football and the bringing in of an inexperienced manager such as Pellegrino who'd never managed in the Premier League really, really, really hurt this year and we saw that as the results continue to pile up as losses in the occasional draw and never winning except for against West Brom
1: mm-hmm.
0: so, yeah. so what would you I guess what would you uh, have wanted to happen? Would you wanted to have seen a, a different manager appointed or, you know, would you kind of expect us to go in that direction now or, or what do you, you think is going to happen?
7: At this point, I think Sparky's going to end up keeping the job just because he managed to keep us up and he's got the fan support behind him, which obviously Puel didn't have two years ago and Pellegrino didn't have last year, which is why both of them probably ended up getting the sack. But um, at the beginning of last year, I was willing to give Pellegrino a chance. I'm really willing to give a chance to almost anyone, really. But I should have seen, based on his base, past manager record, that that was a bad decision.
0: Yeah, I think uh, when you kind of look back and look closely at, at uh, you know, the, if you look at the table that he had in Spain, it's impressive. But if you look at how they won those games and the number of goals they scored, you know, it we got exactly that, and that's that's not what the fans at Southampton wanted. You know, the fans want somebody who's attacking. And they did, you know. Um, I think we appointed the, uh, I guess the equivalent of maybe like a Sam Allardyce or, or something in terms of tactics, uh, but without the actual results or maybe uh, you know things like that. So, um, I guess even for me, when you look at the end of the season, um, you kind of look at the way the fans celebrated and things like that. Did did this season feel? Different than the end of last season uh, when Powell had finished the season in eighth and got us to a cup final. Uh,
7: did- um. Yes. The thing is, everybody hated Puel. The thing is, how many points did we end last season with compared to this season? I'm not 100 percent sure on that right now. Let me look that up real quick. OK. Um. But it seems like we um, this year we ended with 36 and last year we ended with 46. But the difference is the league was much more competitive this year. 46 would have placed us in 10th place this year. Last year, 46, or yeah, last year, 46 placed us, it looked like, in 8th place, I believe. Mm-hmm. And obviously, that still wouldn't have been enough for a European spot this year. And the thing is, we didn't win the cup final. I think had we won the cup final last year against Man U, which obviously some bad refereeing decisions didn't help, I think that would have made a huge, huge difference on on whether who all had been more appreciated. I think had we ended up winning that, I think there's a chance he might've stayed this season. And now you see that it, now you see a Lester. they want him out too. They don't really like, him. they don't like his style of play. His style of play is a boring style of football.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So, um, I, I guess looking forward now, uh, you, you think Hughes will be appointed. And I think that is, I think that'd be acceptable by, or accepted by a lot of fans. Um, you know, he did manage to keep us up and he got the players kind of believing in themselves and believing what they can do and kind of rallied everybody. And um, my only concern is, can he do that over the course of a whole season? Because it's a much different kind of prospect. But what do you think needs to happen this summer in terms of uh, players and things like that. Like, where do you think we need to improve, or, or how do you think the board will go about it?
7: Um, the first thing I need, I'm concerned about is that I believe Austin will end up being sold this summer because I believe someone's going to make an offer for Austin, and the board will end up selling him. That's going to be a big problem. The board's going to want to continue to sell players because I believe I saw a comment yesterday that Josh sent me. Actually, I'll read the direct quote. um Let me pull it up real quick. Direct quote: We have always been a club who sells on, and last season we got excited and went on a path that wasn't ours by hanging on to key players, and I think that cost us dearly. That a direct quote from Ralph Kruger. Mm-hmm. Um, I think while that is a harsh quote, it kind of ended up being correct. I mean, we held on to some key players and we tried to force them to stay. They didn't want to stay. And it really cost us in the end, I believe. But I think some players are going to go. I believe buffalo has got to go. I mean, he obviously doesn't want to be here. Sparky doesn't want to be here. Um, I think Carigio has been a flop, absolute flop. He's done nothing so far. I don't, has he even scored? I don't think so.
0: No, no, no goals, no assists. I don't think. Didn't think
7: so. Um, Um, Redmond is improving game by game he's got he got much better by the end of the season once he has confidence back I believe he should stay and then you see the center backs don't be surprised to see Stevens go because I mean he's probably gonna get something in return um Bertrand and Cedric could be gone as well that's gonna hurt but the biggest thing for me is finding a new right back to back up Cedric because obviously PA is going in the summer and I haven't really seen much of Valerie with the U23s in the Premier League Two or whatever they call it nowadays but from what I've seen he's played well but I don't think he's well enough yet to warrant an everyday start
1: okay all right
7: and we're also if you have seen over the last few days we're losing a lot of academy players
0: yeah yeah that's been a a theme and i think you know uh, for as as much as the academy was touted in in, in recent years it a lot of people who, who have been watching it for a long time have said that the quality's kind of declined and that path through to the uh, to the first team has kind of come to a halt and people are now, you got guys like Harrison Reed out on loan. Um, Matt Target was only getting a game
4: here
7: and there. He's out on loan. Uh, I was and, doing their quiz on the Saints website on how many games each player played. They showed the number of academy, either graduates or players Um, very few actually played for us this season. Oba Femi was the only player who's still playing in the U23s consistently. He got, he got one game and he flubbed an easy chance. But target needs to be given a chance. Do I think target wants to return? No. If Fulham makes the Premier league, I think Fulham's going to try and buy target. And I think they will. Do I think Reed wants to return? No, because he's, he's going to have trouble getting consistent game time.
0: Yeah. I I think if you look at that, he's a lot like Romeo, he's a lot like, uh, he's probably not quite as dynamic as Hoiberg. And so he, he doesn't quite, you know, fit in there unless Romeo is suspended, but if Romeo is suspended and we have Lumini and Hoiberg, you probably say, we go ahead and play those guys, uh, together. And, and that leaves Reed kind of in a weird spot and. I I can't blame guys for wanting to play consistently because you only have you know, so many, so many uh years to
7: to be able to do this. So, uh, go. oh, and I forgot about lamina earlier. I think lamina's gone too. I don't think he's going to come back next season. Someone's going to make a big offer that the club can't refuse. Whether it be Arsenal, Liverpool, I believe he's gone. Also, forgot really, about him. okay. See, I I, just, I, he had such a consistent season despite the injury at the end that I believe that he can, he will be able to perform on the top stages. We saw Juventus, and, and even what he was playing really well with us, but I believe that just it seems like he's bound for bigger and better. If you're a good player at Southampton, you always seen the move on very quickly we saw that with van dyke and now i think we're about to see that i don't see him maybe one more season but either at the end of this either this transfer window the winter transfer window of, ne- of the next winter or the next summer transfer window i believe he's gone i don't see him lasting much longer with us right right unless we manage to somehow turn everything around and win a championship next year
0: <laughs> well uh since we're not in the championship i don't see that happening so. <laughs> <laughs> But um, if you could sign one guy, one person this year, uh, this summer, who who do you think it, that should be?
7: Depends. Unrealistically, I'd love to sign one of the biggest stars in the world. Realistically, a proms would be a really. I think if I'm pronouncing his name correctly,
0: I don't know, man. A promise. Promise. Something. It yeah. yeah.
7: Promise. Go with that. P R O M E S. I know it's proms. I hope I'm right. If I'm not, I'm sorry. Um, I think we obviously really pushed hard to sign him in the winter transfer window, but we just didn't meet the release clause quick enough. Mm-hmm. And now that we're guaranteed Premier League football next year, I think we're gonna make A big push for him this year, and I really think he would be a big impact on the left side.
0: All right, all right. Well, uh, Zach, I'm getting another call, so I'm going to go ahead and take that. Um, But thanks for calling in. I appreciate it.
7: All right, see you, Matt.
0: All right, man. We'll talk soon.
7: Peace.
1: Hello, who's on the other end of the line? Hi, it's Aidan Osmond from Reed, Southampton.
0: Oh, hey, man, how's it going? It's
1: not too bad. How's things going your end?
0: Things are all right, other than I have some uh, some new neighbors, which uh, I've been up a while, but it's okay. Um, so so, uh, what what do you want to talk about in terms of, of the team or the season or or life?
1: Um, probably best off talking about the team and how we can move forward from this season. All right,
0: yeah. Uh, um, go ahead. So tell what, me tell me what what's on your mind about the team? What do you what do you think? What do you make? What'd you make of uh how the season finished and all that?
1: Tell you what, right after top fight where I remember I was off at Newcastle 3-0 down about 15 minutes from the clock and left. that was the point where I was like oh right, here we go we, we really are in trouble and then Hughes came in uh, went to Wigan that was a weird day out really really cold since we were still in the midst of some sort of storm I think all that beast from the East I can't really remember <laughs> um, yeah so we had a on um, Vincent um, first half there and then um, a, header, it a header no the volley from Hoiberg from the corner and then Frederick in the last minute that was a good little day out. Uh-huh. And I'm trying to think where did I go after that? i sort of annoy you there No, I don't think so, I want to
0: say well was it then the international break and then uh and then yes. West Ham?
1: Then West Ham. Play four four two. And you're actually ha- you happen to be at. Yeah, yeah. <laughs>
0: um, I felt about like you did at the Newcastle game.
1: Yes, it didn't really go for plan, did it? Let's let's be honest.
0: No, we looked we looked atrocious. Um we <laughs> <it> did. <laughs> a fair lot of a lot of people left place at halftime.
1: Fair play in though. Fair place is huge, you though know, we changed Consistent on that even even smart enough to um, just go right. This isn't working. We're going on to this now, and this is uh, we're going to play for the rest of the season. So then we have the, uh, the joy of playing the big guns. I think we have Arsenal away after. Uh huh. And, and then, then, then then Chelsea at home, and then we had Chelsea in the home. cup. Yeah. Oh, that's fucking weird. Yeah. And um, yeah, Arsenal away. We probably should have had the point. I want to say, even though Arsenal missed their chances, and um, the whole season red card for the best red card I've ever seen in my life. happened that, that was quite entertaining. Then we had. Chelsea, I said in the league, that was, uh, that was good for about 10 minutes. <laughs> yeah. And then after that, the game moralizing. Uh, and we thought, well, at least we're putting in shifts against big teams. Oh, and then we had that lovely Thursday night trip to Leclerc. But, uh, nothing really happened.
0: Yeah, no, it was kind of just, it was there. It, ha- it did happen, but no no nothing highlights.
1: Happened. Yeah, no highlights whatsoever. I think that was done like a normal time for ago. Yeah,
0: yeah, it was midday, uh, 11.45 or 12 noon kickoff. Except for my work and then it makes it uh slightly difficult, but it's okay.
1: Did, did you have it on in the background?
0: I did. I did. Which yeah. which is fine if nothing happens. But as soon as something yeah. happens, then then you then you miss it, but it's all right. Yeah. Um so it's, like
1: it did happen to the entire game really, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Um yeah. and then so so I guess like looking at all of that and then and then of course after that we go to Swansea, right? Um maybe there's a game in between there. Can't remember.
1: Wait. Yeah, after Leicester, we see Fourmouth at home.
0: That's right. That's right.
1: And you made a uh, lovely gift on Twitter about Alex Artaud.
0: Oh, I did. I did. I felt that that guy's tweet was so good, and and then yeah. this Southampton tweet was was even better. And then I was just like, I have to do this. Like, this is this, to this is too there. good. Um, yeah. I had fun with that. And then uh, and then we went to Swansea, right? And then
1: to Everton and i Everton
0: Swansea. Swansea. See, I'm I'm leaving games out because that Everton game hurt a lot.
1: Right, I I generally would. It hurt so much. I was really upset at the end of that game when the ref blew the whistle on like, Wow We thought we were gonna hold on as well. That's the that's the thing that like hit us the most.
6: Yeah, absolutely.
1: And uh, in- I, I don't think you can blame who but you can't because I don't really know what happened to him. Remember seeing it hitting and then the ball end up and then net, and then their crowd celebrate like they from the league.
0: Yeah, it was, uh, I don't know, man. It, there's so many things in the build up to that goal. Just, I don't know. Uh, and then, you know, eventually we do make it out, you know, right? We, we do survive. But at what point in there did you think we were actually going to, to make it? Or, or was there a point? Or did you not think we were going to make it? And, and when did that change, maybe?
1: I just sound a little bit foolish. I always had like the way my social media might have been seen now, but going down, I think there was always a little bit of me that was. Games we're gonna pay up, and um, it got very. It was very bleak. And then I remember being at the FA Cup semi-final at Wembley. I remember just watching the game, thinking we've not really offered anything here. We might, might, might be in trouble. And then it was that of game where I thought, no, we're, we're gonna do it, paying up. Okay. That was, that was like that was when I'm 100 confident we were staying up after we beat formers.
0: I I think I've I've been different than most people in saying that. I thought after the Chelsea game. I, I even though we had put in two good performances against Arsenal and Chelsea, I didn't think we were going to do it. I just kind of thought that uh, that That's I didn't think the team was going to be strong enough to kind of come back from that, you know. Yeah. Um. But I was I was wrong, and and I think I didn't I didn't realize how uh, kind of the impact. I, I have to give Hughes a lot of credit, and, and the guys in the dressing room a lot of credit too for for you know getting themselves back up for it after all that. But I think you have to give Hughes a lot of credit. I think he made a lot of correct decisions, whether it's switching from four four two after West Ham or um you know just the, the how he handled kind of the Swansea situation situation um some of the things he said after uh the matches uh, against Everton and and a lot of people like you know criticize him because he talks about the refs and he talks about all this other stuff and he but i think he uses all of that as motivation and whether he believes it or not it doesn't matter like he, he he used that to kind of get everybody up for it and behind behind the the kind of the cause and so i have to just to him say you know like hey man like you, you did it you were you did everything yeah, that yeah. we would have asked you know
1: yeah it's weird i think i've never seen the fun base all together like that for a long time for a good two odd years until everyone's support Together, out of nowhere, thinking, right, whatever happens, happens, I do
0: that. Now, do you think moving forward that he uses the is the correct choice for, for for the club, or do you think that uh, we should look elsewhere in a, in a manager?
1: I really think there's the chance to stay on. I think it wouldn't hurt give him a full season, but ultimately I can't really see him being the man-taker back into European football without sounding hard.
0: Do you think he'll, Do you think he'll, I mean, if he manages us for a full season, do you think he keeps us safe, keeps us mid-table, allows us to kind of maybe reestablish Establish ourselves and in, in kind of align kind of to, to the way we were doing things in the past, maybe or uh, like would that be acceptable for you as 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 a fan?
1: I think potentially if he's in charge next season, we we about about top ten, and um, I think after the season that we just had, I'd i happily take that. Okay, and uh, I'd love to see some entertainment football for the first time since two thousand and sixteen. It'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think I think that that's been our biggest problem. We can say all of this. Talent. I don't think we know what it is anymore. We want all we want is we want to play good attacking football. And give the youngsters a chance, that we want to be competing with every and any club again. Uh-huh.
0: What, what do you What do you think about about players moving on this summer? Do you think we're going to have a, kind of an exodus? And if, if so, do you think that is, is okay, or do you think we try to we should try to hold on to some of these players, even if they you know maybe don't want to be here?
1: It depends on the players that are in question, to me. So if, if you want to re- reel off some names, I'll tell uh, you whether they stay or go. Okay, all right. Um, Forster. No. Cedric, today, I think he needs to get back to his best if he needs to go to where he needs to be. Okay,
0: um, Bertrand,
1: this is a tough one. It's gonna kill me to say, but I think so. I, I,
0: yeah. I, I think he's gonna to go too. And I don't know. Like he, it seems like we say that every year, um, but this is like one of those for the first years that I really think like he probably is gonna go. Like he's probably done about what he can do. He didn't have the best season, yeah. but uh, I think I think he he could go. Where's
1: he gonna go, though? That's the only thing.
0: Yeah, I, I don't. Maybe maybe missing out on the World Cup will kind of give him some some you know just a little bit more mm. of a of a kick, but I don't know. I think he got I think he got I think he's hard done by to not go to the World Cup, honestly. Um oh,
1: I I don't know. I've I've said it many times. Half the time doesn't look like he wants to be here and he only really stepped up when it matters, thinks like that he was he was not a leader the majority of the time that like, exactly where not fans, that he was at our Time but until Mark Dean came in and gave him the pickup that we are that he needed.
0: That yeah, that is true. That is true. He I I don't think he I think the only reason he had the armband is because there wasn't anybody else, you know. Like it was just kind of by default, yeah. I guess. It wasn't because he's the yeah. best uh suited for that role, but um, um, let's see. Let's move for, further forward. Um, I guess we fall. Get him gone.
1: Yeah. In, in all honesty, yeah, you can be a class player, but if you do too good enough to warm up uh, the whoever the manager is, at the time, I not the type of player I want it, but at the end of the day. I want somebody who's going to play for the shirt and not for themselves. Right.
0: Um, and then... Uh... I guess up top, uh, uh, two, two, right? and Adini and then uh, Carrillo.
1: Um Let Carrillo go. I don't really know what the bloke does. I don't actually know if he's still alive, still training. What I don't actually know.
0: He's on vacation, according to his Instagram.
1: <laughs> we've not, we've not really seen much of him. he was, it was a horrible signing, in all brutally honest. It's, um yeah, I just, I think there was no point signing him. It's just like Calegrino about three weeks later, anyway. And well, for Gabby, my heart don't keep him, but probably. What is in if he goes? Okay. I think everything fan wants to keep him. We all know what he can do. We we all, we all watched the League Cup final last year and what he can do. We've all seen some of the like Newcastle at home this season. Not the penalty, the other goal that was, uh-huh. that was um, yeah no that, that goal against Swansea uh, getting goal of the season. I think that goes I know 2000 is better. And there's a little bit of fuss, but I think that shows to him that the Sams are behind him. Yeah. And um, I think we all just want to see him do well. And he's been treated really, really gracefully by Maurizio Pellegrini. You know, And Mark Hughes hasn't really had the opportunity to give him a chance because of Charlie Austin, which is fair enough, but I would want to keep him and use him as the focal point of our attack.
0: Okay. Um, I, I have two more names because uh, I left one out uh, further back. Um, Stephen Davis
1: he's probably not going to play that much but I'd keep him for the appearance
0: as the like a leadership role kind of
1: yeah sort of like how Kel- Kelton was when he was right. talking about nothing about playing but I say nothing about he made like one appearance <laughs> yeah yeah, and he's trying to see, he made like, one appearance and there. I think it was
0: in like a naked suit with a giant uh, you know whatever that was running around
1: yeah, well, I think his last appearance was Leicester at home under Ronald Koeman, uh-huh. I think, and it was a 2 2 draw. I was actually at that game, because um, we'd to a down and get tickets. I remember from A.M. Van Dyke going into good days, and mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then until then, he was past it, but he's got like, a club legend, and I think that's what we do with Stephen David.
0: All right, all right, and then uh, who's the then? Uh, what about Shane Long?
1: <laughs> go, just go. You're a striker and you have done four goals. <laughs> that's, that's literally that's literally all I have there. You scored one goal all season a striker. It's just not good enough. Yeah, he worked hard Then so much working hard that you can do when you're not putting the ball in the back of the net. Yeah.
0: Yeah. if the game was just press the opponent, he'd be great, you know. But it's- yeah. You got to put but, it you got to score sometimes. Um if, if there was one position where you could, you know, make sure that we make the signing we want, but just one, um and then you potentially miss out on the other positions, uh what position would that be and if there's a player maybe that you would uh have in mind,
1: uh, who would that be? It'd have to be centre-back, really, wouldn't it? I think, and again, we've let a um, centre-back go in January and not really replace us in, uh, Virgil. And the year before we did same with Tom. Um, yeah, it's to. you'd have to get in a strong, dominant centre-back that can sort of organise and lead a for. And the thing that annoys me at the minute is that I don't think the players that I've seen us linked with are going to be the sort of players we need. And it's really frustrating because I can't think of a name of a player that we'd realistically get because you could just say Virgil van Dyke and the problem would be solved if he wanted to play for us. Right. But it's but, all about we, we need a player like that again basically. Not not to that quality but to like him Got a leadership style. Okay. Right. We've all seen what he's done. At Liverpool, he's gone in and he's organized that the and They've had one of the better defenses now that he's there.
0: Yeah, I mean everybody's playing better back there, and from the fullbacks to the to the goalkeeper to um whatever clown lines up alongside him, you know, because I don't think yeah. the other center backs. And I, mean, I shouldn't say that they're all professionals, but like they are not necessarily the the center backs you look at and go and have just full confidence in, you know. Um yeah. But they they have been good, and I mean we'll see. They're going to be up for a test here uh coming up soon. So uh, yeah,
1: that's the big one.
0: And uh, and and how does this? You know, uh, you 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 know, you live in England. Are you rooting for Liverpool because they are an English club, or are you pulling for Madrid because it's it's Liverpool?
1: bit of both to be completely honest. I currently miss the Scalper and uh, as much as I'd be happy for them to win it for him, I also want to be an absolute arsehole and say I want out to win and I want Ronaldo to score in the 190th minute. We're <laughs> <laughs> to have a fake Manchester United tattoo and celebrate in front of the Liverpool fans. So it's just your anger at Liverpool for buying all of our players. Would it Would it be better if Bale scored instead? It would, but it wouldn't upset it wouldn't their fans as much as Ronaldo scoring. Okay. Because Ronaldo and Manchester Man United right. player and I think that would that would like that would annoy him even more.
0: I'm uh, I'm looking forward to it. I think it's going to be entertaining. Um it will be it will be a good game of football. Yeah, I'm trying to trying to clear the schedule uh, for that day. Make sure yeah. I can, can do it. But uh It'll
1: be on midday on a Saturday, isn't it?
0: Yeah. Uh-huh. It'll be all right. Let's see. I think last year, I want to say I I was supposed to be doing yard work and I had an allergy attack, you know, quote unquote, had to come inside watch the game. What game, Yeah. It was fine that night. It's fine. <laughs> we'll see.
1: Come on. What's the game during the day? Do all the work after five? Years. Yeah.
0: All right, man. Well, thanks for calling in. Appreciate it.
1: It's all right. It's been a good to have a chat again.
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I'm looking forward to maybe we'll get get together do this over the summer when uh, some news actually happens. Did I lose you, Aiden. be there? Hello? Hey, hey, are you there?
1: Yeah, yeah, I'm here. Okay, all right. I think it cut out. It did. Bit. Whereabouts did it cut out for you?
0: Uh, right after I said, um, I maybe it. we'll do this over the summer.
1: Yeah, well, I didn't hear maybe we'll do this over the summer, so, say, you
0: know. Okay, well, there that, there it goes. So, uh, I got the last whatever you said right right before that. Uh, oh, and, brilliant. And then, yeah, so maybe uh, we'll get together and do this over the summer Uh, when some news actually happens. Maybe we make a signing or, you know, the manager's announced or, or something uh, of note. Yeah,
1: hopefully. I mean, hopefully we'll uh, announce the management soon, bring, bring a couple the signings in, be it It'll be an interesting summer today, Absolutely. Well,
0: they usually are. And sometimes for the wrong reasons, but hopefully, uh, yeah. you know, hopefully we'll have some excitement building around the club. And I think, yeah. I think the way we ended the season, I think some people will be I, I think we all have some hope going yeah. into next year versus uh the end of last year where we were kinda of just kinda of dreading the start of the next one, you know.
1: I know, I think this is like the first transfer window in a while where I think they can't they can't take anyone out, can they? There's literally no one left. <laughs> <laughs> this this has gotta be the point where we can take players on and be like, right, like so Yeah. This this is the chance to move forward as a club now. Yeah,
0: absolutely. All right, man, we'll, uh, i got another call coming in, so I'm going to take yeah. it, and uh, I'll talk to you soon.
1: All right, I'll talk to you soon. All right, later, man. Later.
6: Thank you for calling the Swansea Marriott Hotel. For bedroom reservations, press 1. For conferences, events, parties, and weddings, press 2. For the leisure club, press 3. For hotel operator, press 4. Good afternoon. Thank you for the Swansea Marriott.
0: Um. Yeah, I have some some questions. We're looking at going on vacation and um, I was kind of reading through some reviews of the hotel and okay. um, I have pretty bad allergies and I keep seeing um people write like sheep shagger. And I'm wondering, is that like a type of carpet? Because I'm worried about my allergies kind of going off if it's like shag carpet like we have here in the United States.
1: Sorry, what virus?
0: No, no, no. I have really bad allergies and I keep seeing people write sheep shagger. And we have like shag carpet here in the United States. And I'm worried about that setting off my allergies. If that's like a type of carpet, I don't, I don't know what that is.
6: Mm, I, sorry, I'm lost. I don't understand. Sir.
0: Okay, here in the United States, we have a type of carpet. It's called shag. Okay,
6: so, yes. Okay.
0: And I keep seeing people write sheep shagger on the reviews. And I don't know if that's a type of carpet or if that's on the same thing as... they
6: what it you looking at?
0: TripAdvisor. And then it was on Hotels.com. Oh, yeah. Do
6: you want me to put you through to reservation?
0: I, don't, I, I need to know if that's a type of carpet or not. That's all.
6: I don't understand what that name is. Oh, okay. I don't understand. I do apologise. Do you want me to put you through to reservation, sir, so to book the booking? I will get my manager to look at that because I haven't, obviously, heard of that word before. Can I help you any further, sir?
0: I think I'm going to book through hotels.com.
6: Okay, we look forward to seeing you.
0: All right, thank you.
6: Take care. Bye now. <laughs>
0: And that does it for the interviews that we did. I hope that you enjoyed them. But before we get to the credits, I have one more thing to uh, notify you about, um, and and that is a message from Charlie Robertson who um, decided to to text in or send a, a Twitter DM uh, with his message, and then uh, I asked him if I could read it, and he said absolutely that that was that was why he sent it. So this is Charlie Robertson. He's at Saint Robertson on on Twitter. And he said this, he said, it was a very disappointing season for Southampton FC. Ralph Kruger says that we need to learn from the mistakes that were made. Well, let's hope they do. As the top teams get their transfer business done at the opening of the transfer window, if not before in Liverpool's case. So let's not leave everything until the final day and the final minutes this time. Uh, He says, thank you, Matt for producing the podcast that is heard around the world. Your passion shines through, and we all know it takes a fair bit of effort to produce, but it is very much appreciated by myself and all the Southampton supporters. Can I also give a shout out to my fellow supporters by saying you have been absolutely awesome since Mark Hughes was brought in. You really were the 12th man, and it was my pleasure going back to St. Mary's once again in that atmosphere. Hashtag we march on. So, uh, Charlie, thank you to you for taking the time to do that. Um, like I was, I was told that you can't like retweet compliments. And so I feel a little bit weird reading it. Um, but it still means a lot. So, so thank you, Charlie. I appreciate that. And I absolutely agree with you, um, on, on the, on the crowd, the fans and, uh, the away support is always, always amazing. Uh, St. Mary's has been a little, um, I don't want to say toxic cause I feel like that's too harsh, but it's been a little weird for the past year and a half or so. Uh, but it, it really came back to life. Uh, under Hughes, and I think that'll help us get over the line. So uh, with that said, let's roll the credits. And that does it for episode 71 of the Southampton Delivery Podcast. I hope that you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for listening. Special thanks to Charlie Robertson and everybody else who contributed to today's episode, from Tim Marshall and Dave Lee to Jamie Grant and Stephen Brandt, uh, Christian Candler, Lucy Heinet, uh, and then the calls from Dave Champ, uh, Zach Coopersmith, and Aiden Osmond of Reed Southampton. And so... Uh, the show doesn't happen without people contributing to it and helping out and, and calling in and being willing to talk. Uh, so please don't ever feel like your opinion is not, um, smart enough or valid enough, uh, or whatever it is. Uh, all, everybody has something to offer and, and an opinion to offer and something to talk about. So, uh, please don't ever worry about that. And if that's what you're worried about, um, I'm non-judgmental. just, just, just phone it in and we'll, uh, we'll talk about it. All right. Um, all that said, thank you again for listening. It's been a fantastic season. I've really enjoyed myself and I'm looking forward to doing some different things over the summer. And once again, on episodes like this, uh, your feedback really helps that. Did, did you like it? Did you not like it? Do you not want things like this? Uh, is this something that you enjoyed listening to? Um, it, it, it's all, it all helps. It all helps make the show a little bit better, even if it is, uh, you know, critical. So don't, don't worry about hurting my feelings. Um, I guess just don't be a jerk. But uh, all that said, a special thanks to our, our partner, the Southampton page on Instagram. Um, you can check them out. It's on Twitter and Instagram. It's fantastic stuff from Jamie uh, over there. Uh, also, the We Are Southampton page on Instagram does the artwork for the show. Matt's been a huge help, so make sure you check that out. All music comes courtesy of the Free Music Archive at freemusicarchive.org. The intro song is Epic Song by Boxcat Games. Uh, the song you're listening to now is Aim Is True by Pottington Bear. Get in touch with the show on Twitter or Instagram at SFC D-E-L-L underscore I-V-E-R-Y or on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash SFC delivery. Uh, On the website, there are links to download the the episode and subscribe at all of the normal places. So from iTunes to Stitcher to Acast to Google Play, uh, to TuneIn Radio or wherever else you listen, be sure to subscribe so you don't miss future episodes. We'll be back next week. And until then, remember that together we march on.